Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. We should be able to hear the magnetic resonance field. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we journey into science fiction, science fact, and fantasy in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow, and my co-host, Susan Fox, is unfortunately not with us this evening uh, due to a medical situation that... uh, thankfully, is being happily resolved. Uh, But our guests this evening are... I'm going to edit that part out. Our guests this evening are the creators of a new comic book called Spells and Taxes. Please welcome Jack Holder and Patch Silver. Welcome to the show, guys. Pleasure to be here. It's (laughs) nice to be here. So um, I'm looking at this Kickstarter page. Uh, if you want to look at this on Kickstarter, look up Unfortunately Human. That's the name of the Kickstarter, not Spells and Taxes, but Unfortunately Human. Uh, and the cover is of the comic book, Issue Zero, um, is this beautiful green-skinned girl with red hair and spots. And the reason she has spots (laughs) is that she starts out not as a human, but as a frog. (laughs) It's one of those fairy tale situations gone wrong. Tell me, uh, uh, Jack, you're the, uh, you're the writer and Patch, you're the, you're the artist. How did you, uh, how did you get together and how did this project start out? Uh, do you want me to take this one, Patch? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so we actually found each other through the wonders of Facebook. Uh, I had been kicking around this short script idea for several months. Uh, didn't know exactly what I was going to do, so I turned to Facebook. Uh, Patch and I had met previously on a Facebook thread that he had started about possibly a ghost having to deal with her disembodied self and what happens to her body afterwards. Uh, And so I contacted him asking him if he was willing to do this. And after he saw the script, he, well, I I believe you were very excited about it. Uh, For spells and taxes or for the ghost story? Either, both. Either one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely hard to find a good writer on um, Facebook, and um, Jack happened to be one of the best ones I've seen. So, um, yeah, it's um, 
you're right. It's really difficult to find good writers. It's difficult to find good anything on Facebook. Um, there are a lot of people who are very hopeful, a lot of very eager people, not a lot of very talented people. Um, so, uh, from that point, um, you put together the project and how did that, how did that go from, Hey, what do you think to by God, I think we have something here. Uh, I think this one was more, uh, I was driving towards the point of, okay, we are going to make this happen. And Patch was like, this is definitely going to happen. We w- it was one of the things where both of us, I guess, were like, we will make one of these Facebook events actually work. We will make it work. That's awesome. So, Patch, you have a really nice uh, drawing style. It's really clear and open and very accessible. Um, uh, a lot of artists... Uh, their line work is very complex and their colors stink or the other way around. And you don't have either of those problems. It's ver- you have a very clean, uh, very, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very appealing drawing style. Very, very accessible. Um, what else have you worked on before, before you got to this? I mean, it's obvious you've been busy. Um, Actually, uh, I haven't really worked on too many full issue comics, uh, prior to this one. I've done a lot of commission work, mm-hmm. but, um, I just, uh, it took me a long time to grow to be able to do this. Um, but I'll have to give credit to Jack because he definitely fills the imagination when it comes to these characters. And, um, I mean, I wouldn't be able to pull these off without him. But um, it just, I mean, if, if you're looking for how I got to be this, I, mean, I don't consider myself that skilled. I know a lot of tricks, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of practice. And, and, and uh, you're modest as well. Another thing is, is that uh, in the comic book industry, you generally have an individual who will work on pencils, inks, colors. Mm-hmm. Um but I've been pushed into a corner where I've got to do all of them. So the color is yours and the pencils are yours and the ink is yours. You're doing the entire art pipeline. All of it. All of oh, it. All of it. Including, oh including letters. Oh uh, my God. And covers. Yeah. This, uh, the fact that uh, I'd found it, I'm like, you do all of this. <laughs> yeah. That's really rare. That's really rare. Mostly, you, you, I mean, comic books are like movies in that respect. Um, uh, you have an assembly line process and everybody, you know, everybody has a wrench of a certain size and everyone turns the, the little widget that they're responsible for and hands it off to the next guy. Well, I, but, I, what happened was I, I got tired of working with people who couldn't commit. And, uh, so, you know, um, Nature has it that you're forced to do something you were unexpected to do. <laughs> so that's what, <laughs> you know, that's how it ended up. But um, thank you. Thank you for the compliments. So, Jack, tell me, tell us, uh, tell us about the story and uh, where it originated. And, uh, uh, well, just a, a general, you know, bring, bring the whole thing into focus for us. 
All right. Uh, so Spells and Taxes itself focuses on the poor girl that uh, you're looking at, Dwelna, uh, who is now human, and she's working on changing that. Uh, she was caught up in some stray magic and a princess's kiss, and now she has to try and figure her way back to being a frog. And uh, along the way, she's going to really be examining what is magic. It's it's not another form of science. It's not uh, it's not a faith. This is. It's something that defies description and that is absolutely infuriating to someone who just wants to sit down, take her healing spell, and get back to the frog that she's supposed to be. That's, I, this is just bursting with potential, you know, from a story standpoint. I can think of 16 different ways this could, this could go, all of them interesting, uh, there's you've built so much conflict into this character uh you're off to a great start thank you so much uh i think one of the reasons uh it took off was the fact that uh i was working with a theater company at the time that was doing three different shows and uh i was doing all a lot of the behind the scenes work and working the box office. So mm-hmm. while they were working on the Scottish play and much ado about nothing in Hamlet, I was sitting there going, I want to be creative. I want to do something with my comic books. And so I'm just going through and, and Hamlet's four year old son walks up and is like, What's this story? I'm like, well, this is the Frog Prince. And that's where uh, Spells and Taxes really started coming up. Is uh, His little four-year-old son started asking, well, why is it a prince? Oh, which is an excellent question, which few people really bother to ask. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> And of course, he's looking at that little picture, and he's asking me, "Jack, what's what do girl frogs look like?" I'm like, "I don't know," <laughs> and I don't think, and I don't think princesses know either. Yeah, yeah. As and uh, in the first, I read the first, uh, the first book, um, ep- uh, episode. I want to call it episode zero. It's issue number zero. Uh, where Dwelna uh, ends up in this predicament, and uh, yeah, it's it's the princess. The princess needs a prince, so she grabs the nearest frog and goes for it. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I'm sure it would have worked out if the frog she'd grabbed had been a prince to start with. <laughs> However. <laughs> I mean, this this whole thing it just it it just takes uh, takes the traditional fairy tale and just turns it on its head. It's just it's great. So, um, uh, is this planned? This is planned as a series of books. Uh, yes, it is. And uh, well, as Farragut would say, Pat, you go. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't. It originally wasn't planned as a like a sequential storyline, like a linear storyline. Um, but um, spells and taxes was just like Jack was so original on it, and it, it was amazing, and it stand it stood well on its own, and um, and now we have or he's got the opportunity to write all these side characters that he has stories for into this major story arc, and uh, I think the direction that you were talking about was to branch them off eventually into their own series. Yes. Um, one of uh, which is the, you know, cover art for the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, who we've had way too much fun with, uh, our Lyle, the scourge of Darren Fell. And I cannot wait for that story. <laughs> the tea time with the goddess is with that. Um, go ahead and explain tea time with the goddess. Uh, do I, should I explain how it started or the actual storyline? <laughs> well, give me, give, give us the elevator pitch first so that we know what we're talking about. Uh, so Arlisle, the scourge of Darren fell is she has, she is the death God of vengeance. She has laid countries low. She has absolutely destroyed everyone. And she is now the pet god of Bethany, the sweet little 10-year-old girl. (laughs) Great. So that's a predicament. And the death goddess can't be happy with this. She loves it. Really? She gets to hang out and have tea time. This is so (laughs) great after several thousand years of vengeance. (laughs) Because somebody's treating her like a nice person. So she gets to be centered <laughs> i guess precisely let's preface this of course with major spoilers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, wow i mean so now the illustration at the top of the, of the page uh, unfortunately human uh that's that's the death goddess yes indeed arlisle the scourge of darren arlisle yeah she's what an interesting character i mean it's not there's it's uh it's female if you look at it you know and think about it but it's not overtly you know va-boom, va-boom, ba-bum, ba-bum, you know it's not one of those things it's just a girl and i think that's one of the things that i absolutely adore about uh patch's work i mean you read issue zero and again major spoilers dwell this naked the entire time but you read the you read it, you look it through, and you're not going, oh, this is another sexual book. It's, I would, I would say that it's actually quite tasteful. It is. I've, I've seen, I've read the entire book, and it is quite tasteful. I mean, there's, you know, artfully placed foliage and this, this sort of <laughs> thing. But it, uh, it goes beyond that. I mean, it's, uh, you go out of your way to build a character that makes sense for this bizarre chain of events and, and this strange circumstance. And she is who she's supposed to be in that space. And uh, it works very, very well. The, the whole concept is just charming. I mean, you have this whole, uh, this whole world that you've built and, and uh, so you can spin characters out of that for forever, really. Um, What's been the reaction so far when you talk to people about it, when you show people the artwork? 
what's coming next? That is that has been the response. the The reason we have uh, the reason we have this Kickstarter is uh, we pu- we published spells and taxes and just brought that out. And I would be giving it out to friends, and they'd be coming back a couple of days, going, "Okay, when's when's the next part coming out?" Well, there there wasn't supposed to be. That's not good enough. When is the next part coming out? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's exactly the reaction I had. I, you know, I thought, oh, let's see. Uh, issue zero. There must be more of this. I, ha- I have to find more out about Dwelna and her journey and what happens to her. And, and you know, surely she can't really want to be a frog. Re- can she? <laughs> you know, once she finds out what being a human is all about. Yeah, it's it's going to get complicated fast. Oh, absolutely. But you know, as a frog, she didn't have to deal with being taxed or dressed or dressed. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, that's okay. I'm just having a having a little bit of lemonade to wet my whistle here. Um. So. That's kind of the reaction I had, too. Uh, when you show somebody something and the first thing out of their mouths is more, please, you know, you've got it. You've you've got something. There's I would go so far as to say that you have an excellent pitch here, uh, you know, to go to talk to some somebody like image. That's entirely oh. Jack's call there. Um, <laughs> I would, I would definitely love to see him do that, <laughs> but uh, that's entirely his. Um, I, I would absolutely welcome uh, talks with Image uh, when it comes to how I'm about as green as Dwana when it comes to this industry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's like they say, the reason we do these shows sitting down is to prove that after all these bi- years in the business, we can still do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, there are uh, uh, there's there's image and there's IDW and and all sorts of other. Uh, you know, uh, comic book companies apart from the big two that, yeah. that well, I, I think would love to see this. I would like image over the other ones just so that the um, creator content uh, lays in the hands of its respectful owners. Yeah, you know? I mean they 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 do respect that, and yeah. uh, they won't they won't uh, like buy it from you and say okay bye bye. Right. You know, their uh, image is actually known for doing short runs. You know, or, yes. or just like a. Um, there was one that I really enjoyed a few years back. It was called nine volt and it was a four issue run. And I think it was them that did it. It was either them or Mal- uh, Malibu. I, I guess it was, I, I, you know, darn it. I can't remember. Um, but it was definitely one of these boutique comic books. And, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you've, definitely got enough to do like a, a an eight eight issue arc or something like that 
if I had my way with this, and this is this is entirely Jack's project. I'm just here to to color things. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had my way with this, um, it would be like a 30 issue run, maybe more. I would not necessarily beat it to the ground, but just mm-hmm. um, explore all corners of it. So. Oh, and the 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 cosplay opportunities just are endless here. Oh, I'm just looking at Arlyle thinking, I want to see the first person at a convention walk in with that skull crown. I I think that is awesome. See the kids get involved because uh, these characters are, um, Arlyle here is only, how how tall, Jack? Uh, Two and a half feet? I was going to say, yeah, two two and a half feet, pretty much. Uh, And then, of course, if someone a little bit shorter wanted to grow out their beard and be fair again, that would be perfectly okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. So have you taken this to conventions yet and shown, shown it around? Not yet. We have, we really, uh, this was released in April, uh, April 22nd. Oh my God. That's right. On the cover, it says episode uh, issue zero, April. So you really haven't had a chance. I mean, you've got the whole you have the whole summer convention season ahead of you now. And um, it was only released digitally because of uh, funding. So mm-hmm. uh, the Kickstarter is also to give us the opportunity to do a real print run of Unfortunately Human, and if it goes really well, uh, Spells and ta- Taxes issue zero as well. Yeah, that would be really something to have. I mean, it, it just uh, spells and taxes is just—it's uh, a work of art, cover to cover. You know, in the figurative sense, you know, in the literal sense, of course. But it's—it's uh, it's really a, a nice, uh, a nice finished piece. It's got spirit to it. You guys have lightning in a bottle. There's uh, um, spells and taxes is greater than the sum of the parts that went into it, and that's obvious to anybody who picks the thing up, you know, or who 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 reads it. It's obvious to anybody who reads it that that's the case. Um, I would I would like to think that Jack and I collaborate pretty well because um, his sense of writing and my sense of art are I think made for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing the fantasy. Um, I love exploring imagination. And he is just clever beyond all imagination with writing. And um, you should read the script for issue one coming out. It will it will leave you begging. You're like, I need like an entire uh, dictionary of these issues. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, it's really fantastic. So, Jack, you uh, you we're working in theater at the time when you came up with the idea for this and you were working in a Shakespearean uh, theater company. Yes, I was Shakespearean theater company. Um, the, the whole midsummer night's dream aspect of, uh, spells and taxes did not escape me. (laughs) (laughs) I did notice. And, uh, so I'm, I'm fascinated that, that, uh, uh, this actually turned out to be the case that you were actually immersed in Shakespeare while you were working on this. Um, 
has how much how much other writing have you done and how deeply have uh the classics like shakespeare uh influenced or spoken to your work well this is my first published work uh but i have been writing god it's coming on 11 12 years now uh i've been writing since my freshman year of high school Mm -hmm. uh and finished my first book as a sophomore uh one of the reasons i got into college was uh my college essay was on the the challenges of writing my first book. Oh. Uh. <laughs> um, you have no idea how hard it is to do an interview with somebody who whose work just springs full-blown onto the page, like uh, the goddess of Athena from Zeus's forehead, with no apparent <laughs> prior <laughs> setup. <laughs> you know, no apparent prior history and ta-da, here it is fully formed and it's it's uh oh, it's got this vibrance to it that you just wow. You're making a real hard interview. <laughs> uh but uh the the classics they're absolutely wonderful. I've I've spoken with some truly amazing authors uh, and artists, and mm-hmm. I would say the best the best thing for uh, um, my creativity is just going out there and talking with people, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and not just having like those big philosophical conversations. Go out Friday night, go to a bar with some friends, sit down, and just listen to them talk. That's that's where you will get your dialogue. Oh, that's I. That actually, uh, it makes sense hearing you say it, but that wouldn't have occurred to me. So you would say that you value not only the way humans interact with one another as a basic template, but uh, the classics as well. They both inform your work. Absolutely. Uh, you look through the works of Shakespeare. He, his works, if you look at, at many of them, were not entirely original from a script, from like a story standpoint. But what he truly understood was how do people interact with each other? Uh, and you you hear any actor say, "Oh, I want to do Shakespeare," and you look at that going, "Okay, yeah, you would like the acclaim, but." What's going on every single time with the not just the great speeches, the dialogue is amazing conversations between the two. Like there's a real, not just, okay, person A is going to speak, then person B. They're going to actually look into each other's eyes. They will know what is going on between them. I, I know where I'm going from and I know what you're trying to convince me of. And here's my response. What do you think about um, writers who only read from the the genre that you're they're working in, or who only work in the, uh, or artists who only look at uh, art in their specific genre? You're missing out on so much fun. Uh, I mean, if anyone's going to be doing fantasy. Read Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game. Uh, 
read the Scottish play, read Life, read Life of Pi. Uh, that'll t- teach you to think in new ways. It's, we, we start getting creative when we start looking at pieces of literature that are outside of our comfort zone. And then it expands again when you look at those same pieces. I mean, look at Frankenstein from a fantasy standpoint. Look at it from the, the perspective of possibly the the magic being the spark for the creature. Then it creates an entirely new perspective. That and if you uh, choke yourself on only fantasy, you're just could be writing Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings for the rest of your life, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I'm I'm having trouble coming up with questions. Um, <laughs> now this is usually the point at which my co-host Susan Fox jumps in with some astute observation and uh, saves my saves my behind. But as she is out sick today, I don't I don't have the benefit of her wise counsel. Um, the the cinematic nature of uh, of the comic book really lends itself to this kind of storytelling. Uh, how much do you direct the visuals from the written page? Well, Patch, how, yeah, this is. What a, do you look at it? <laughs> and there's a motorcycle um, going on in the background. Yeah, this is a question for Jack. Oh wow! Okay, um, I come up with. My idea uh, of, okay, these are the specific actions that I know need to be taken for the specific plot to move along. And then from there, I'm like, okay, where are we? How do we get there? And then I look at Patch and I'm like, get us from point A to point B. Uh, And I feel like the more leeway that I can give him, the more chances I I let Patch really show his talents, I mean, the, the better it usually appears. That's, hmm, okay. Um, Patch, how much feedback, how, how tight is the feedback loop? Do you, uh, do you offer, uh, do you offer suggestions on uh, what direction the story could go, or make changes based on uh, based on how your how the scene works out visually that uh, that feed back into the changes in the story? Well, in my experience with Jack so far, um, with spells and taxes, he uh, he has such a refined script. And uh, handed it off to me, and he's like, "Here you go." And I uh, began drawing it out, and I uh, I gave him all six pages at at once, right? Huh. Yes, right. And um, his feedback was, "Oh my gosh, this is awesome!" And I'm like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> um, he he let me have a uh, an artistic control over uh, a majority of the uh, creation, and. Um, I couldn't thank him enough for that. Um, I mean, it's 
it's so much more relaxing to create these characters and and the world like on the characters he does have input because he's mm-hmm. got a vision of how they uh, their personalities are shining through with what they dress and how do they carry themselves and things like that um but as far as like the scenery or or um what's going on in the scene it's uh he he lets me have control over that and uh it's it's great i like uh using my imagination so how long have you been drawing and painting? I mean, you, you you have such an effortless, easy style. You must have been doing this for some time. Uh, well, well, I started drawing the year Jurassic Park came to theaters. And wow, okay. I, I, I believe I was six. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I saw the dinosaurs and I was like, I want to make those things. And um, I've, I've got stacks of, of uh, notebooks and art books of dinosaurs from when I was a kid. Wow. But, um, always, always have been an artist. Um, couldn't get me away from Sketchpad. Got me in trouble in school more times than I can count. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, and then the thing that's, that, uh, is childish becomes grown up and stylish. And suddenly it's, it's a cool thing that everybody wants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that if my six year old self saw the stuff that I drew now, that uh, I would be blown away. <laughs> um, but, do, do, you, uh, I, do you find now, yourself looking at uh, looking at other people's work uh, with the eyes of that six year old? You know, all, all all the time, all the time, and at the same time, it's uh, it's kind of a double sided blade. Uh, I always look for artists who are better than me because mm-hmm. I, I want to see their work, and I'm, I just want to be like engulfed in it, and I, I just. Um, want to know their techniques and uh, I love um, stylized um, originality um, yeah I don't I don't really pay attention to a lot of comics anymore um, but when uh, you get online and you look through fantasy art things like that mm-hmm. it's just I love the colors and what's going on and the creatures and yeah so. yeah my personal my personal bugaboo is uh, getting on devi- deviant art. And being so inspired by all the drawings, and then the more I go, the the more cowed I get by the whole prospect, you know, because there are these thousands and thousands and thousands of artists, all of whom are better than I am. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, it, it's I have, intimidating. I have found out recently that um, I'm starting to get recognized by other good artists I wouldn't have ever thought I would have been recognized by, and. Uh, that validation alone um, is very inspiring, and it really pushes you to be better. Um, I mean, a good artist, I guess, seek out other good artists. Uh, like, and it's it's great because I got people who come to me who are fantastic artists, and they give me compliments, and I'm just like, well, I'm undeserving. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm not worthy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. You have um, the Kickstarter. For Unfortunately Human, just started today. Uh, we're recording this on June 11th, 2015. Uh, and it runs until um, next month? It's yes. 30 days? The full 30 days, so July 11th. You have music for this thing. There is music on the pitch video. Who wrote the music for it? Uh, this would be a friend of mine, Nathaniel Noten Freeman, uh, or Nathaniel Skost, as the artist page is 
Uh, and if you'd like to look for him, Nathaniel's ghost on Bandcamp, you'll find, you will definitely find him. And how do you spell that last name? Uh, Noton, N-O-T-O-N, hyphen Freeman, uh, free man. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty nice stuff. It's this whole thing. Just why do you only need a thousand dollars? What is it? How are you, how are you going to publish this on a thousand bucks? Well, the a thousand dollars is more going to be putting me over the, this will be putting me over the hump. Uh, being, so my writing a, is not my, it's it, not, it's not the whole thing. It's just what you need to get it, get it to the finish line. Exactly. Well, that's, that's pretty great. I mean, it's, it's not going to take a whole lot to get this thing done. And, uh, I mean, it, you're not asking for tens of thousands of dollars. You're asking for something that's entirely doable. Um, we're, we're not saying that we won't take tens of thousands of dollars, though. I, I wholeheartedly agree with Patch in this one. <laughs> yeah, you, you must have stretch goals in mind already, just in, just in case it goes nuts. Absolutely, like uh, funding later issues, uh, maybe even mo- more posters. Uh, my favorite of the actual actual rewards, which Patch came up by himself, was the sketchbook that he's going to be doing, which will have uh, char- characters that will be previews for later issues. Oh, that's going to be neat. I mean, I love stuff like this. This is, uh, you know, I was saying I love looking through DeviantArt and and, uh, and every now and then I'll find an artist who whose style just grabs me by the throat and won't let me go. And uh, uh, this definitely falls into that category. Um, that makes me feel very happy. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> this, is, this is really, this is... You have a ma- the magical combination of inspired writing and inspired design and illustration, and spells and taxes is a, a real achievement. And unfortunately, human is going to be really something, and I'm really looking forward to it, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Event Horizon. The Thank you so much. Project again is unfortunately human. Jack Holder is the writer. Uh, Patch Silver is the artist. Uh, look for it on Kickstarter. It just started off today. Go get a piece of this project. This deserves to live. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You have just heard episode 103 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for June 13th, 2015. Our guests have been Jack Holder and Patch Silver, the writer and illustrator of Arcane Ink Industries, a new independent comic book publishing company. We have been discussing their first foray into fantasy comics entitled Unfortunately Human. Go see their Kickstarter and contribute if you can. 
Your host has been Gene Turnbow, with our usual co-host Susan Fox away on vacation this week. If you are an author or other creator and would like to be on the show, contact our production manager Cat Carter at catcarter at kryptonradio.com. This episode will air again on June 14, 2015 at 4 p.m. Pacific and at various additional times throughout the coming week. See the Krypton Radio website at kryptonradio.com for showtimes in your area. Once all the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others as downloads at the Krypton Radio website and on iTunes and Stitcher as podcasts. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was Mark Schermeister. The engineer was played by Christian V. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by legendary science fiction writer Larry Niven. This program and its contents, except where provided by others, are copyright 2015 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.